Of course, you will have uh, been told uh, that this uh, weekend I would like to share in the realm of religious liberty along the lines of the times in which we live, the temper of the times in which we live. Knowing is important, but understanding what we know already is equally significant. But you don't stop there. Because if you know what you know, and you truly understand of what is happening around you, you must act. There must be a point where action uh, must take place. Really to set the pace, uh, let us uh, refer ourselves to First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. In the King James Version, it says, and the children of who? Of Issachar which were men, which were a tribe, which were a people that had what? Understanding of the what? Do you really understand the times in which we live? Hey, people, yes, we understand, but let's carry on. This particular group of people understood the times but did not only understand the times to know what Israel ought to do. So already you see the understanding, the knowledge within their understanding and the action to Israel. The heads of them were 200 and all their brethren, all they were close to were at their command. Possibly a more modern translation, okay? Uh, the Living Bible translation says, the tribe of Issachar, there were how many? 200 leaders of the tribe and their relatives. So you had these 200 leaders who were closely knit to a particular group related to them, close to them. All men who understood not only the times, but the temper of the times. Please, I want you to pick that. They understood the temperature was different. The mood of the time was different. You may read the signs of the times and never descend. To you may be business as usual. Oh, times are changing, but it's business. Let's carry on as usual. These particular people, they understood the mood of the times, the temperature of the times, that it was not business as usual. And what stands out with these folk is that they knew the best course Israel should take. 
So, number one, possibly it's good for me just to, be, to give a, a short background to this. There were 12 tribes of Israel. If you read about the tribe of Simeon, they belong to the military wing. The Bible describes them as those who carried spears and arrows. Judah, they were men of valor. Very military. The tribe of Levi, that's where the ministry, where the pastors came from, because all the priests came from the tribe of and all these were in their thousands. But the children of Isaac were only how many? Two? They were in the minority and ordinary lay people. Folk, right here, I want you to identify with this group. These were lay people. They did not come from, they were not the part of the tribe of Levi, where the pastors and the presidents and the directors came from. The children of Isaac were in the minority group, one ordinary lay people. But out of all the pastors of the time, the more prominent people of the time, they emerged as those who could discern the times and they were dictating the agenda. While the pastors were there, the children of Isaac were able to relate to their brethren. Let me put it, in our situation, it would be a group of lay people who have been given a spirit of prophecy and the understanding to a point where they were now influencing the pastors, influencing the church members, and influencing even the nation itself, the direction it should be going. Very powerful. You don't hear much about them. Okay. You may say, but pastor, at which period are we talking about? I was very much interested to know exactly if they were active during what period. You see, 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 1 to my left, and 2 Samuel chapter 5 to my right, that period that's when they stood out. On my left, after the death of who? Of Saul, the king of Israel. But before the what? Inauguration of David as king of Israel. Seven and a half years went by, okay? You remember, oh, David had already been anointed to be a king, but Saul would not allow him to operate. He was always hunting after him to kill him. So during that period, seven and a half years, what stands out is that if you take your Bible, read 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 1, to 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 1, roughly about four chapters, you don't hear one word God mentioned. Can you imagine? 
among God's people, seven and a half years, no mention of God. When you read that passage, I was even surprised that I was reading the Bible that I've always read. It was a time of confusion. The only words I could come with Bedford were things like, it was a time which you could describe as sordid, sleazy, scandalous, turbulent, violent, unpredictable, uncertainty, temperamental, volatile, precarious, tumultuous. The confusion went on and on. Yet, church, it was during this time you found among the 12 tribes, the children of Isaac, few in number, were able to take full control of the situation and give guidance. Very powerful. Very powerful. Do you know what we can do with the children of Isaac in our times? I'm telling you. Uh, please, uh, if there were our pastors, some elders, don't get me wrong. Uh, we all have been called and ordained. But I'm telling you, we can do with the children of Isaac. Uh, last night, I just briefly shared that uh, Jesus, in his own words, said, in John chapter 14, 29, and now I've told you before it come to pass, that when it comes to pass, you must believe. That's prophecy. The best definition in the Bible of what prophecy is, is that, look at that, I've told you before it what happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. And for those of you last night, Ellen G. White comments is very helpful too. Testimonies for the church says, let none sit in calm expectation of evil. You know, evil is happening around us. We can't walk in Sabbath, sing the sweet songs of Zion, walk out, go back, work, go to sleep, get up, business as usual, then go back to church, come back. Things are happening around. Some we are noticing, some we are not even noticing. Ellen G. White says, comforting themselves with the belief that this work must go on because prophets have foretold that in the last days this thing will ha happen. So let's just sit back and watch. Really? <coughs> sit back and what? And spectate? It says, and you know, it says, oh, let's sit back. Why? The Lord is going to shelter us. Let's just go to church and pray. The Lord is going to shelter us. Yet the temper of the time is really showing that things are moving ahead. In bold letters, look in bold letters. Ellen G. What says, we are not, let us read together. We are not, we are not doing the will of God. If we sit in quietude, doing nothing to preserve the liberty of conscience. The children of Issachar, during the, the time they reigned, realized the mood of the times and how evil was dictating the agenda. They decided to intervene and dictate the agenda. Ellen G. White says, if you and I sit in quietude, go to church, 
have our little Sabbath school and pathfinders and go back and be like everybody else. We as a church, Bedford, we are not pastors, elders, members. We are not doing the will of God. If we see things happening around us and we shut our mouths and after all, God has said this thing will happen, so let's go to sleep. We as a church are failing in our duty to do God's will. Why? Because from whatever angle situations does come, if your liberty of conscience, the willpower God gave you to choose is now being interfered with, you should speak up. Oh, you're not with me. You can't carry on. The children of Isaac are refused to carry on. Well, possibly the priests were carrying on says, we are not going to carry on. You may say, Pastor Cavallo, where are you leading us to? I want us to be very, very alert now. Uh, we are going to talk about something that has been happening and still is happening. The proposed counter-extremism and safeguarding bill. And let me tell you, Bedford, I'll be talking about the opportunities this bill has, but also the challenges that it poses to the leaders and the members of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. It has its opportunities, but it also has its challenges. Now, Bedford, when someone says this is a proposed, a proposal and a bill, uh, it means it's not a law yet, but it is a law that is in the making. It's a proposal under discussion which will be carried out when passed. Seventh-day Adventist fellow believers, this is the time you should know this. If needs be, because you know how it's going to affect your liberty of conscience, you should understand it. But after understanding, you must take an action. When something is in the form of a bill, Bedford, understand me, if something in the form of a bill, it's not a law yet, but this is what happens. When Her Majesty, the government, has come up with a proposal and it is going through parliament, there is the first reading to the bill. Debated from both sides, then there is a second reading of the bill in the House of Commons. At that point, the public is engaged. That's why I like democracy, you know. If it is a dictatorship type of government, is take it or leave it, you're going to have it. But we're in a democratic country, praise God. Okay? After two readings, it is then sent to the House of Lords for the peers to have their saying. It is debated, then taken, if passed, taken back to the House of Commons, 
debated and then acted upon, when passed, you will hear that the Prime Minister is making his way or her way to Buckingham Palace. What for? Because this bill must now change from a discussion to a law. So the Prime Minister will go to the Buckingham Palace, the Queen will stamp it. That is called a royal assent. When the Prime Minister is driving from Buckingham Palace to Westminster, Seventh day Adventist and the country must shut its mouth. It's now law. The church must understand that. You can't talk. You have been given an opportunity to talk. And if you can't talk, forever hold your peace. Or if you have any problem, it now moves from the arena. Guess what? From the arena of the general public to the court. You can only contest it in court. Because it's now law. You may say, but Pastor Cavallo, take us exactly. Where are you taking us with this thing? Okay. There have been two consultations. Now, when something is in the form of a bill, I want you to understand this. Uh, when it is in the form of a bill, it is consultation times. So although the MPs are engaged to our legislators, the public is engaged. What do you think? So you are given what is called consultations. You are being consulted. Something is happening. What do you think about it if it became law? Now, let me tell you, this bill, oh, something that I want you to really watch, watch. Look, look what I want you to watch, okay? I want you. I want you to watch primarily that word, okay? Not so much safeguarding, proposed counter-extremism. That, in this presentation, will come again and again and again, extremism. You may say, where is it coming from? I want you to listen to this. If I was a prime minister of this country, I would not do any better. It's difficult to lead a country. I'll tell you what. You cannot have people get up in the morning, take a gun, start shooting everybody. People who they don't even know, they've done nothing wrong, you shoot them down. That's wrong. So the government is bringing this bill to make you and I safe. Initially. Listen to me. Initially. One. Two, they are targeting mostly Muslims. Understand that. So to target Muslims, are you with me? They don't want just to go from house to house. They want to know to start where it radicalization starts when the children are young. All right? In the madrasas. Okay? But they cannot cherry pick just the madrasas. Are you with me? So, so you can see whatever the aim is, the boundaries are being pushed to each and every 
religious organization. That's where you are being quoted. So I want you to bear that in mind. You may say, but what has happened? Oh, you can see, this is a bill, going back, it's a bill, but how will they target, listen, how will they target the children to begin to control the children so that they don't become radicalized? Ah, the best department of the government is the Department of Education. All right, Department of Education. You may say, but what are you talking about? Two things, the, cha um, the, the, the government has control of state schools, okay? Academy schools. But the word extremism moved from this and came into two institutions. Number one, the independent schools. That's why I'm choosing this Bedford. You may say, are we affected by this? Yes. Why? Because we have independent schools. Stanborough Park is an independent school. Our school. Highland House. The one in Birmingham, Bell. Those are independent schools. This word extremism was brought first and foremost into the school. I have here uh, something I want to uh, uh, just give me a minute. Oh, here we are. Okay. Uh, Anthea, come and help me, please. Yeah. Are we together? The government said, we want to tackle something. And therefore, we want to come to independent schools. We want to put something in there, but we want you to respond. Anthea is going, in case you think, oh, Pastor Cavallo is just making this thing up. This is what is called, if you see on the a consultation. The government is consulting you, are you with me? Is asking you to respond. So, uh, Anthea, come to the mic. When was this, there was, are you with me? I want you to listen. Where, when was the launch of this, the date? Uh, 23rd of June, 2014. When? 2014. The government is asking you, as the public, is the public with independent schools to respond when? Oh, respond by Monday the 4th of August 2014. That's right. So the launch of this to the public was on the 20th, 23rd of June. You must respond by the 4th of August. Okay, if you... Um, Uh, I want you to hear that word, read B. The purpose of this, among other things, I want to read the whole document, okay? B, B. Why, what was this for? I want you to pick up the word that I, we just used earlier on. Please read. Uh, 
strengthening the quality of education standard, uh -huh. in particular by raising the expectations underlying the standard uh -huh. and by helping to ensure that extremism... Uh, uh, what? Extremism. That word has popped in. Very legal. Extremism, uh, continue. That helping to ensure that extremism does not form part of the curriculum of teaching and that students are encouraged to respect other people and no student is discriminated against contrary to the Equality Act 2010. Very, very loaded. That word extremism says everything but says nothing. I want you to understand that. And this was for independent schools. Church, this was 2014. All the ch independent churches responded, I have the dossier here. No Seventh-day Adventist voice, ever. Where we were, God help us. Oh, you're not with me. I'm saying the government consulted those who have independent schools to respond to what is coming. All this dossier is a compilation of all other independent religious, non-religious, Muslim, non-Muslim, they responded, but there was not a single voice. Even if you talk to some of the leaders, did that really happen? Okay, round one. Then the government moved from 2014, came much closer home. Number two, out of school education setting. They have moved from the school to come now inside the church. Uh, Bedford, I want you to be with me. Uh, be wide awake. Because if you are not, just go to show this will carry on. We must really begin to read the temper of the times. The government moves from independent schools into inside the church. But you may say, how have they come inside the church? You may be seated. <laughs> now look at this. Oh. There is a background to this. Before I come into the church, there's a background to, to, to this self-governing bill. When did it start after 9-11? the bombing of the new Twin Towers. That's when it started. In what way in New York? Ah, when the bombing took place in New York, many governments around the world, indeed UK, had to sit up and say, uh oh, now we are going to target terrorism. Not just for foreign nationals only, but even homegrown ones too. So what happened? It was during the time of the, this, if you read this, counter-extremism policy. This was a change of tactic that we are going to deal with the ideology. How do you plant an ideology of someone to pick a gun and start shooting somebody else on religious grounds? So we're not going just to target people who are outside to come in, but those who are born and brought up here, they have to be targeted. I want to, a change. So during the time of labor, after the Twin Towers, it was a labor government under Tony Blair 
and David Blanket. They came up with what's called prevent strategy. That's the dossier. It's on your website. You can pick this and read as you please. Prevent strategy. Almost like prevention is better than what? Cure. Cure. So this started running, but it didn't get very far. David Blanket was in the home. Uh, obviously, terrorism is fought through the home, uh, uh, home office, isn't it? A home office. So David Blanket uh, was the chief architect. Tony Blair, the prime minister. This was did not really survive. Well, it survived, but not long. Why? Because the coalition came. When the coalition of Nick Clegg and David Cameron, they kind of tweaked it around. So they said, I want you to understand this. They divided, they divided the two, they divided the two uh, departments that one will be responsible for integration and the other to keep an eye on terrorism. But after the coalition, the conservative came. So this was thrown off during their manifesto. The conservative then came up with their own strategy called counter-extremism strategy. What we are going to do now, listen, what we are going to do now, we are going to target not only terrorists, listen to this, but even other things that can be called extremism. So you can see the first Queen's speech was 2015. The strategy followed. And in 2016, I had it for myself. I want you to follow this. The Queen's speech, because this is still a bill, the proposed being debated in Parliament. The, there were several bills, are you with me? Several bills. The Queen has to read them, go back to Buckingham Palace, and people begin to what? To debate. I've just chosen what we are talking about. She went on. My government will continue to work to bring communities together and strengthen society. Fine. But I want you to see the last bit. Legislation or a law, legislation will be what? Introduced to do what? To prevent radicalization. And what? Please keep an eye on that word. To tackle extremism, what? In all its forms, in all its forms. That is very legal. So terrorism is not just something you take a gun and shoot someone, stab someone. Terrorism will now be broadened. And the, this is where the catch is. You may say, but pastor, take us through this. Now, the Department of Education, doing the after that bill, they came up with the, the consultation. The public was being consulted. Come back, please, come back. Yeah, come back. Out of school, look, look, out of school came. Remember, earlier on, the government came for independent schools, are you with me? 
we didn't respond. And most of these consultations come during holy, uh, during th times you can't just wake out. Are you with me? So we missed on that. When this one came, tell them when it was launched. 26th of November, 2015. Oh, quiet, yes. The 26th of November, 2015. Respond. Oh, and you had to respond by the 11th of January, 2016. 20, it was launched November 2015 on the 26th of November and you had to respond by the 11th of January 2016. What period is that? Eh? What period? What? Christmas time! Ah, oh, folk. Look, look, the government is asking you, the public, you could, if you walk in the uh, uh, surgery, in the bus, you'll find this document all over the place. It's asking the, uh, the, the public, the teachers' organizations, we are bringing something over. Can you respond to us? They are launching it 26th of November. Please, by 11th of January, respond. It was what? During what? Christmas. Christmas time. Okay. Listen. Listen, listen, Christmas time. You and I take on other organizations, how they like Christmas, oh, we don't celebrate Christmas, oh, you know, the turkey and the everything else. Do you know, here's the evidence, here's the evidence, churches, oh, oh, yeah, ch churches, read to us churches which responded to this. The Baptist Together, Church of Scotland, Methodist Church, the United Reformed Church. Okay. Of course, there were many. Yeah. I just chose. How about this? Muslim Council of Britain. The, the Muslim Council of Britain with various uh, Muslim organizations. Every, the churches, Sunday churches, Muslim churches responded. Not a single voice from the Seventh Adventist Church. Uh -uh, no, you're not with me. Uh, uh, this makes very sad but very embarrassing reading. Let me tell you, church. Very embarrassing. You can Google now. Everyone. I, I want you to follow this. Churches responded. Sunday churches. Muslim churches. Only one person I found in West Midlands, only one who said to me, I think I answered something. The person is not even sure. But no, this afternoon, you have all the questions. Yeah, right. I want you to consider, you may be seated. Now, you may say, but what is out of school? First of all, it was independent churches out of school. Uh, look at this. I'll go very quickly. Now. What I'm reading is what Andrea showed you. Are you with me? It's there, okay? You can download this, all right? You can download this and read it for yourself. I'm just reading from this. The government is telling you, when referring to out of school, please read over there. Over there. When referring to out of school education settings, we mean any institution providing tuition, training, ah, 
instruction to children under 19 in England, that is not a school, college, or registered child care provider. When it is saying out of school, it means any child from 19 years under who, who is brought to what is called a school, but the government has not registered. Out of school means Sabbath school, vacation Bible school, homeschooling, path. Anytime you have a child, listen, they are targeting Muslims, but they are going to sweep everyone in the path, in the pathway. Every place, look, look once again, it says, we mean instructing children in an organization that we don't know it is a school, but you call it a school. Two, two, the government is committed to safeguarding all children and protecting them, what? From the risk of harm and what? Extremism, including out of school. Um, I could go on and on. Then you say, but we have CRB checks. No, we are no, we have moved on from CRB checks. Listen, further down, if you go further down, uh, it says, where it says, these safeguards are not mandatory in out-of-school education settings. In other words, what, what this is saying, are you with me? The government knows what is happening in the independent school. The government knows what is happening in the grammar school. But the government has no idea a group of people meet in Bedford and they have a school where? Oh, they take children on the side what are they? Oh, they're teaching them Sabbath school. That is what, that could be a target as well. We, we want that on the radar system. This is very, the church must respond. This is serious. Muslims are responding. Sunday churches are responding. Not a single Seventh-day Adventist voice. You may say, but pastor, was this a dangerous move by the government? Yes, it was. The government says, from this document, what are you going to do? It says, there will be a requirement, listen church, Bedford, the Sabbath school from this law, if passed, your Sabbath school must be registered now by the government, like a school. It will be inspected. Are you, are you reading over there? Okay, but let me read it for you. The features of this out of school a requirement on settings providing intensive education. Intensive, you mean to them intensive education. That's intensive. That must register. Are you with me? Two, a power to, to <coughs> a power for a body to inspect settings. In other words, there will be a group from the government who walk through Bedford Church. Where do you have a school here? Yes. What do you call it? Sabbath school. Okay. Where are they? They are over there. Are they registered? No. They have to be registered. How long? For twice or three times? 
government inspectors have to come to your Sabbath school and inspect what you are teaching there. Look, the third one. If you fail the government standards, a power to impose what? Sanctions where settings, you know, fail. But at the bottom says, even to close the premises, if the government, Bedford, help me. If the government sends its inspectors, comes to the Sabbath school or the Pathfinder, and according to their criteria, Bedford has failed, the government will leave the adults to worship, but they will close the Sabbath school down. This is what is called a consultation. When he, something says consult, it means, it means answer us, talk to us, talk to us. We are bringing this to Bedford Church. Church, talk to us. Members don't, don't even know this thing is there. Let me tell you, talk. When someone is consulting you, is not fighting you. Someone who wants to fight you, you just find a, a blow landing on you. The government is not coming to fight with Bedford or with the South England Conference or Union. It's consulting you. The government says, talk, your friends, Muslims are responding. Don't touch our madrasas. No, you can't, for these reasons. Sunday people are responding, not a single Seventh-day Adventist to be found. Found very uncomfortable for me as a leader. It should be, and very embarrassing too. Oh, let's go further. Oh, okay. Oh, thresholds. Ah, you may say, but why? And here, you can read it. I've just taken that from here. It says, uh, three, three, six. It says, we want, so why are you going to, why, why are you coming to inspect us in the Sabbath school? Look at three, six. Are you there with me, church? It says, we want, the government, we want to be sure that teaching in your Sabbath school is compatible with and does not undermine fundamental British values. We want to be proportionate. Oh, what that means, are you with me? This dossier I'm holding, look at this, look at this. This is what is known as the fundamental British value dossier, if you please. Everything here is protected by law. It's an act in parliament already. But if you read, unlike in the past where the disability, one is the age, where on its own, they've now lumped everything. What do you have there protected? Age, disability, gender reassignment, race, religion or belief, sexual orientation, homosexuality, is now a fundamental British value. So the inspection that is being told, you have you say, why are you keeping, why are you keeping the Sabbath school? Uh, the, uh, what are you teaching in the Sabbath school? Oh, we are teaching them from the Bible. Uh, uh, this is our fundamental biblical value. The government says, this is also our fundamental British value. So if you have that, you have this one. But we can't teach our children that homosexuality is, is correct. Says, well, are you trying to mean to tell me you are a church breeding extremists? Because extremism now 
is talking ill of someone, not only shooting, but talking ill of someone in an, to come over as if you are extreme. Ah. But then you may say, but we just meet on Sabbath. No, look at 3.7. Intensive education could be considered anything which entails an individual child, ah, an individual child attending a setting for more than between six to eight hours, bearing in mind that this could be over an hour every day. What that means, say like yesterday, you brought children, it will be starting, that will start counting. You bring them on Sabbath, school, and then church service, and then the afternoon, then Pathfinder, that comes to six hours minimum. That becomes a school. They're telling you the, oh. did I make my point? Six to eight hours means that if you have a child, a single child for six hours, even at different times, but the totals, that is a school. 315, look. So who do the inspection? Look, 315, look. We propose that who? Ofsted. Are there any teachers here? Any te Let me see the hands of teachers. Yeah. The Ofsted who comes to your school will now come to your Sabbath school. They will, you, you have your Sabbath school lesson. They will also have their curriculum. Church, respond. Where are you Seventh-day Adventists? Respond. They are nowhere to be seen. Almost like I'll be shrewd. What? Because if you don't respond, the government just thinks you don't care. Almost like the inspectors will come. Oh, our children are there. You can go and be with them. Really? Really? Oh. Oh, you can see the sanctions as I brought to you earlier on. There. Oh, look, look at the sanctions. It says, the, if you fail the British standard, if you fail these fundamental British value, you teach them a little lesson, but don't fail. And this will go for Friday madrasis, Sabbath school Saturdays, and Sunday school as well, as you will see. Look, powers to stop. Look at this. The government will have powers to stop people from working with children. Your board will say, you, you go and teach yourself a school. You told The government can walk in there, look at the teacher, listen, and have the power to stop your teacher, not to teach those children. Look, the last bit. Powers to require premises that pose the greatest safeguarding risk to, to children to cease or even to be stopped. Now, folk, I want you to see this, a video. Listen, children, listen, listen. Okay, just for a moment, I want you to listen. Your f children were being lined up by Sunday churches. I, I want some people to, this is very important because if you miss this, then church will have not learned our lesson. We can't carry on like this. The temperature of the, of the nation is rising. We can't carry on as business as usual. Let me tell you, the Sunday churches, the very same people you and I will mouth as lost because they worship on Sunday, we keep the Sabbath truth. 
They were sending videos from church to church campaigning. Church members, let us rally and send, and uh, I'll show you, and send our evidence to the to parliamentarians. You can't do this. If you see at the back here, various organizations twinning together to say, this cannot happen. A video, you could have had the same thing. Look at the video that was going to Sunday churches telling the government for members to write petitions, for their organization to, to, to send messages to parliament, you can't come and invade our Sunday school. Listen to this video which is coming now. Listen. That was part of their campaign. While you and I carried on as business as usual. Listen. My name is Poppy and I'm six years old. This is my mummy. This is my daddy. And this is my big brother Jacob. Every Sunday we go to church and most weeks Jacob and I go to Sunday school. We love our church and Sunday school. But last week a man from the government came to check up on us. He said it was to see if we were learning about British values. He didn't like it when Mrs Jennings, our Sunday school teacher, told us that Jesus is the only way to heaven. After class he wanted to talk to me, but said that Mrs Jennings wasn't allowed to be there. He asked me if I was taught about other religions. I didn't like it very much. Mummy and Daddy were very worried about me. The man and not asked them if he could talk to me. Now everyone at our church is worried. After the man went to Jacob's youth group, he said it had to close because it told him boys couldn't marry boys. I hope he doesn't close my Sunday school. How would you feel if this happened at your church? The government wants to give Ofsted the power to investigate any place in England, including churches, where one or more children are taught for more than six hours in any week. Anything perceived to be incompatible with British values will be classed as undesirable teaching and prohibited. Sanctions would include banning people from working with children and closing premises in order to address the harm caused by extremism, including emotional harm. You can help by contacting your MP today. For more information, visit our website, christian.org.uk. The fact that 18,000 people responded to the government's consultation on out-of-school settings is really encouraging. That's a massive number for any government consultation. And the Minister's answer in the Lords this week shows that at least Ministers are familiar with some of the arguments that Christians have been putting against their plans for out-of-school settings. Giving Ofsted a say in what's taught in churches, I mean, you only have to say that to know that that's a profoundly offensive idea. And Christians have frankly lost all faith in Ofsted over the way that they've been treating Christian schools. And also, why in the world would you target church youth group as part of any counter-terrorism strategy. I mean, none of the seven, seven bombers were radicalized in Sunday school. It's a dangerous distraction for the counter-terrorism service to be looking at what's going on in Sunday schools. Um, so uh, Christians who are concerned about this, we just encourage them to, to keep up the pressure on their MPs. My name's Dave Landrum. I'm the director of advocacy at the Evangelical Alliance. We recognise the challenge that the government has in finding a balance between providing security and protecting our freedoms. It's right that we act decisively to address the issues of radicalisation and terrorism that undermine the rule of law and threaten our very way of life in the UK. We're concerned that definitions of extremism, particularly non-violent extremism, 
in the government's counter-extremism strategy appear so broad that they may lead to many unforeseen consequences, such as the erosion of our fundamental freedoms within our democracy. This is why the Evangelical Alliance needs your help. The Department for Education have opened a call for evidence on the counter-extremism strategy. And we're asking for our members to submit evidence now before the consultation closes on the 11th of January, 2016. Why is this important? Well, many out-of-school education settings, including churches, youth leaders, Sunday school teachers, homeschoolers, volunteers, and anyone else who comes into contact with children could be inspected by Ofsted as a result of proposed anti-extremism legislation. That would be unfair for most people and would erode our civil society. This call for evidence has been opened at the busiest time of the year for Christians and could easily go unnoticed with Christmas fast approaching. So if you're involved in tuition, instruction or training of those under 19 years of age, please write to this consultation and submit your concerns as a matter of urgency. Further details of how to do this are on our website. Thanks and God bless. Do you know, church, from all these videos, Sunday schools, Sunday school, I wish there was something Sabbath school. I uh, know you're not a church, I'm trying to communicate something here. Possibly it's only me, you know, people are just looking at me. These are my children. Protect them. All you are hearing is Sunday school. By not responding to this, you are saying, you can walk in my church, they're over there. The government is consulting. These are church groups telling their members, respond to your MP, do this, do that. I wish my church were sending videos in the whole of the union, rise up church, respond to what is happening. The mood of the times is changing. No, we are marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. We are marching up to Zion. When the government officers are coming to our children. Oh, no, Sunday law. We're, we're, we're spending time whether you like it or not, I know some of you wanted the Hillary Clinton. It's now Donald Trump, anyway. What people are able to talk about Donald Trump and the Pope, okay, talk about them, they're over there. That may be a big issue. But let me tell you, Sunday law is in the future. If you can't run with a footman of Westminster on your backyard, how will we run with the horses? I know you're not with me. You seem to be talking much about the future when the Pope will legislate, will all be up. But you can't keep up with the footmen of your backyard. This has to do with the Sabbath as well, which means to me, if you can't deal with the Sabbath issue of your children down at River Thames, Westminster, you won't even know Sunday legislation has come. Oh. You know so much something you don't know about. But just good to know how prepared you are in the future, the church should deal with this situation. Respond. Folk, as you know, 
um, I got a call. The long and short of it, one, a newly baptized member, a newly baptized member, uh, was heading to teach a Seventh Adventist member when this thing was introduced to teach about same sex to children in the school, an Anglican school for that matter. And she was torn to bits. So a friend said, please call Pastor Cavallo. Uh, please, possibly, we don't know what can happen. The person don't talk to me before long. I got this call. Then I said, OK, put the person. Let me talk to, to, to her. But not knowing she's already heading to school, all I could do is to pray. I said, I can leave you in the hands of God. But, but first, I don't want to teach this lesson. We have been told in the week to prepare for it. But God heard our prayers. Because for some reason, she was told she could, the class was never held again. And a couple days later, he says, Pastor, I've cut some of the things. I'm not showing you. Are you with me? I was horrified. Pastor, what I was crying about is this folk I didn't know where to bury. Teaching this to children. I just took one slide. Look at this. During the training, we were told of the several books that are available to ensure young children are desensitized to LGBT lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender agenda. For me to teach a child that a man can have a, uh, with another man can bring up a child, and that child has to call one man daddy, one, the other one papa and me. Folk, you can laugh. This is what is coming in your Sabbath school. I want you to laugh then. You're not hearing me. <laughs> you're, you're not ready. I'm saying what you are seeing there has gone to school as part of, but it's now going to out of school. Out of school meaning anything that is called a school that is not on the government radar is out of school. So they are bringing in the fundamental British value inside the Sabbath school. So you have to teach children something like this, okay? You, are to, you teach children from the Bible that you have a daddy and a mommy from creation. Fundamental British values are coming you can have a man and a man, and a woman and a woman, just like a man and a woman. Coming, both curriculums must be taught in the Sabbath school. So the government says, talk to us, respond. Will you be comfortable with this? Adventists go, mm. okay, I'm concluding now. Uh, let me leave it there. For now, for starters, there is a response to this. You may say, but pastor, this was 2016. What has happened to this as we move? I'll tell you now, two things have bailed Seventh-day Adventists, and I include what a shame on me, and I'm, I'm not afraid. Other pastors are uncomfortable, other church leaders or presidents are uncomfortable, but I'm ashamed 
I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Two things have stopped this. It's not a, it's not a law yet. One, Brexit. This thing, because 18,000 people, listen, 18,000 people responded. The government set up, Muslims, Sunday people, 18,000. So the government set up, not that it's gone yet. You may say, oh, but pastor, it's gone. No, it's not gone. I want you to, to see this. It's not gone. When it started, I want you to understand this. It's going to be speeded up now. Okay, okay. Remember, counter-extremism strategy? Look, look at this. Counter-extremism strategy? When it started, who was the prime minister? Huh? Uh, have you forgotten the previous prime minister? Cameroon, yes, David Cameroon. Who was in the home office? From whence this? This is a brainchild. Ah, oh, you're not. Lord, help me. It's not gone. This is a brainchild. The mandate she's asking for will speed this big time. It's not gone yet. She's now the what? She's not in the home of his way, is she now? Where did this thing come from? From the home office, to where she was the Secretary of State. Lastly, I want you to understand, Brexit has helped you to give you a breathing space, but also those who've responded, the Muslims and Sunday keepers have bailed Adventists out. Oh, you're not listening. I'm saying Muslims and Sunday keepers have given Adventists a breathing space. Why? The whole thing is being revisited. Come this afternoon, you'll know where it is this afternoon. It's been, there will be another consultation. Why? Because the government could not handle two explosive things. One, to ignore the 18,000 it's not going away, but they're going to tweak it around. It's coming back. Two, Brexit was enough. We'll see you this afternoon.